Good evening, Ruck On Show podcast listeners. Uh, tonight, I'm excited to have on another guest, a uh, really good friend of mine, uh, Charles Firestein. Um, he, well, we worked together for a short period of time, and he has since uh, struck out on his own, uh, starting uh, Dwill, Do What You Love. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let him kind of fill in the gaps and introduce himself and uh, really excited to dive into uh, a topic that he brought up uh, that I've been thinking about a lot. And so we're, we're both going to kind of share our, our insights and on visualization. So uh, Charles, take it away. Hey, thanks so much, Joe. I appreciate you having me on the Rock On podcast tonight here. Um, yeah, and as far as, you know, your introduction, fantastic. Thank you for that. Dwell is just, like you said, a platform to help people do what they love, right? Just like you're doing with Rock On Fitness, something that is a passion of yours, a hobby of yours. I want that to be more accessible for people out in the world, right? I also want to make it affordable. You know, you and I both have worked at an agency, and we know, you know, the kind of effort and, you know, work required to go into a successful small business. But a lot of people who have a passion or a hobby or a startup or a side hustle, you know, they don't have the accessibility or the funds maybe to work with an agency directly. So I aim to bridge that gap and kind of offer business coaching, business tutoring services so those individuals can do learn the skills required, do the work themselves, and really, you know, set themselves up for a sustainable lifestyle by doing what they love. I think that's, yeah, no, I think that's awesome because like, like you said, with, with Ruck On, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and like I said, that, and, you know, we've talked about this uh, ahead of time, but the reason we really wanted to, to hop on is uh, you posted uh, not too long ago about visualization. And uh, it's something that actually uh, has been brought up on a couple of other podcasts that I've listened to. And so I've been thinking about it quite a bit. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of share my thoughts get your insights as well um and um yeah so i guess because you posted it you know what i guess do you have a good example of like when visualization worked i guess might be the best way to put it you know you can absolutely absolutely so i think one is visualization is a, is a moving target for me right um, because visualization is something for me that you're you're looking forward to the future. We can do that in a lot of different ways, right? I think a lot mm -hmm. of us right now are making forward to Christmas and visualizing what we want those moments and memories of our family. But so I think there's visualization in, in many different ways. But when you apply it to business or you apply it in any way, really just as a strategy, you gotta have a goal in mind and be able to explicitly see what that entails, right? A lot of us see physical items, right? Uh, or success, but for me and the people I work with, I want to be more of a lifestyle or a mentality of happiness and just, you know, fulfillment. And so I think, you know, when you're able to see what that looks like for you and have that self-awareness, then you're able to map your action to that end goal. Gotcha. No, I, I think you have a really good point. Um, I, I, me personally, I, as I've been thinking about visualization, I kind of look back and, um, I realized that I have an, like, I, I came up with kind of two 
examples of, of visualization kind of playing out in my own life. One of them being um, getting into West Point. Um, as I was growing up, you know, I would tell people, I mean, from, from the age of three, uh, like for, first start talking, like first start remembering things, you know, people would ask, you know, oh, Joe, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I literally, from the age I was three, I would tell people that I wanted to go to West Point and I wanted like to serve in the army and be an army officer. Um, and so I think, you know, over the course of 15 years from being three to, you know, being 18 and, you know, graduating high school and, you know, being at an age of going on to college, you know, that, that was 15 years of me, like putting it out that this is what I want to do. And also what I've kind of realized too, looking back is I did the things that were necessary for me to make that a reality. Um, and it kind of led me to coming up with kind of this equation for, you know, visualizing and, and, and realizing that visualization and its belief plus actions equals results. Absolutely. Um, and so just, you know, as, as I got older, I knew that to get into West Point, I had to, you know, had to be smart, had to be, get good grades, had to be, you know, fit, athletic, and mm -hmm. possess some sort of proof of leadership potential, whether it be, you know, involved in extracurricular activities or, you know, being a, a sports team captain. And so much of my, my youth was kind of focused around those things, like getting yeah. good grades in school. You know, I, I played hockey from the age I was six all the way on up. Um, you know, I was involved in Boy Scouts. I became an Eagle Scout, you know, all things that like needed to be done needed to happen to have a goal. chance. Yeah. Um, and so that I think is, is a very, like that was very concrete and kind of easy to see. Um, the second one I think is kind of interesting when I look back on it because it was kind of like a snapshot moment of like, maybe not necessarily the actual visualization of it, but kind of like, years of visualizing situations similar led to like an, a spontaneous like outcome um uh -huh. right. an epiphany so sort of but the i think what's kind of neat about it or what i thought was neat about it is the pe there were people that witnessed it that knew what was going to happen before I, like, I knew it was going to happen. Um, and so when I was in, I think it was like a sophomore in high school, um, I was selected to be in like our, our hockey league's uh, end of year all-star game. Nice. And yeah, so we were, we were playing 
and it was you know like a friday night it was like seven eight o'clock at night so the place had two ice rinks so we were playing on one and there was like a disco night like public <laughs> skate on the other on the other ice surface so it's a lot of people that were like my age a lot of like middle school high school kids who were there and they're like oh like this hockey game is going on so there's like just lining like our rink like watching our game so it ended in a tie and it w- was gonna go to a shootout and I remember there's some kind of back and forth between uh, my coach who was you know one of the assistant coaches for our all-star team side um, mm-hmm. about like whether or not I should shoot or you know let one of my other teammates you know kind of have have a chance in in the spotlight um and the entire like the entire team was like dude joe like you're shooting like go i was like okay all right like i'll do it and i just remember skating out to center ice and you know the puck was there and i remember just kind of doing like a quick scan of like holy shit that's a lot of people (laughs) and i remember I got to center ice, looked down, saw the goalie, and I just like hunched over for a second and just like went black, like closed my eyes and just like everything just tuned out for just half a second. Mm-hmm. And I like popped back up and I went down and, you know, I did kind of like my signature, you know, deke at the time and, yeah. and like scored. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Did you do it how you visualized it or were you more just visualizing the puck in the back of the net? It it was, it was funny because I hadn't visualized, like I said, I hadn't visualized that exact like occurrence, but you know, my dad had, had kind of introduced me to visualization and stuff. So like before almost every game, and, and even, you know, on days where I wasn't playing, like I would visualize, you know, going into the corner and, you know, delivering a big hit or, you know, various, you know, instances of like having the puck on my stick. As all young athletes do, right? Exactly. You know, doing, doing all the highlight, highlight real stuff. So, (laughs) um, but it was just, what I thought was funny is like, I think in that, that second where like everything went dark, Mm -hmm. like that was like, that was the moment. Cause like after the game, like my coach said, I knew exactly what you were going to do. Like, as soon as like you started skating, I was like, I whispered to the other coach, like he's going to go forehand, he's going to go backhand and he's going to score. And then even later after the game, my mom was like, as soon as you bent over, I knew you were going to score. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, you know, it's just. Instinctual feelings as a collective of individuals, right? And like, yeah. Say about someone else, I'm sure, whether it's your favorite sports team on the show, and it goes both ways. You're like, oh man, no doubt. Like he's going to hit a home run or. You know, it's and, one of those things like he's not gonna catch it, we're gonna lose the game, we're just not gonna win. Yeah. And it's funny because now that you, you mention it, I think I think of another time uh 
when I was a freshman at West Point, I was in the stands this time uh, at an Army football game. And Mm -hmm. up to that point, you know, Army football team is not very good. And so most games it was, we're probably going to lose. And we were playing a really good Air Force team that season. And I just remember there was one play that, uh, like, they threw a pass. And even though the guy caught it, like, one of our linebackers just, like, smoked this guy. Just, like, as soon as he caught the ball, just leveled him. And I was like, we're going to win this football game. And, I mean, we, like, score kind of went back and forth. I think we were down for, like, most of the game. And then, like, somehow miraculously, like, they ended up pulling it out at the last second when we won. And I was just like, yeah, knew it. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, what, what do they call the army Navy game? What's, what's that big one called? It's a big rivalry, right? Yeah. And that, that that's just it. It's the army Navy game. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so, you were at West Point. What kind of, at a prestigious place like that, what kind of, you know, skills did they provide you for visualization? Because you talked a lot about how you got to West Point, right? From a young age, you were three years old and wanted to, you know, work your way there. But what did that look like once you were in school? And maybe how did that compare to once you were out of the academy? Well, I would say they kind of gave a lot – they gave a lot of tools that were kind of available – and it was more or less kind of how well do you or do you not use them? Um, yeah. And actually, I think it's kind of interesting because I look back and I had such a clear picture and visualization of myself getting into West Point. And what I, what I didn't do was kind of like, okay, well, I've achieved, like, I've, I'm in that vision, like that visualization that I've had for so many years, like I'm here, I'm in it now. Yeah. And, and what I did not do very well was over the course of four years was very clearly define, okay, well, what's, what's the next one? What's, yeah. what's like, what do I see? You know, maybe not necessarily, you know, 15 years down the road again, but still, like, what do I, like, when I graduate, like, what does that look like? You know, what, um, and so looking, you know, but the, but I'm not sure regret, what's not, that? They're not when they're, you know, teaching those skills, they're not sitting in a room and having to listen to Tony Robbins, right? Or anything like that. <laughs> no. Like, you know, things like that, but. You know, is it more in the training of it? Is it something that they do talk about mindset a lot, like strength of, you know, you know, strength of will, you know, sometimes is what it's referred to or thought of. You know, I, I'm just curious, you know, do they, do they spend more time intentionally talking about it or is it something that you pick up as a cadet just through life experience? I would say more you pick it up just, I would say maybe as a byproduct of, of the environment that you're in. Um, because a lot of what, um, is emphasized, especially in in the military aspect is planning, 
um, planning, strategizing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I can remember various, like, especially in like later military science classes and stuff where you have to sort of plan out, you know, a mission and stuff like that, or um, during the summers and like field training exercises when you're actually doing it, you know, kind of for real, um, mm -hmm. you kind of need to be able to vis visualize, you know, a certain end state that you're and kind of planning for yeah. con contingencies along the way. Um, it's a micro visualization. It might not yeah. be in like three to five years, but it's, you know, what you need to do for that mission. That I think micro visualization is really important for things like when you're building a business task to task, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be able to first eight episodes of your podcast, right? First, <laughs> before you can think about what they're going to sound like at episode 100. Because if we're trying to judge ourselves what we want to sound like at episode 100, or what these other guys are, you know, doing on episode 100, we're right. never going to get off. So, I think that's really cool that you had those micro visualizations in, in the academy and planning is a huge part of it. I think visual, I'm glad you mentioned that visualization would be a big part of any plan. You got to see where you want to go to create a good plan, right? Along the way. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think something that they is not intentionally do a good job of is you do <laughs> need to be able to v visualize, but they, it also, I think the environment that you're in also um, forces you to realize that the path to get you from where you are to what you're visualizing um, may not may not stay the same. It may not no, look exactly exactly, and and so they they really like I said, this is especially like on the military side of things, not necessarily academic but um you know the enemy will always has a say you know has yeah. has an input and you know obviously and when you're you're building a business you know enemy's not shooting at you but you know enemies can can pop up in oh, any number of ways yeah. you know. so you've always got to be thinking ahead, knowing what you're visualizing and your success and what you want to do for your business and brand. But you got to be aware of what the enemy is, right? The competition is doing around you. Because know, sometimes you're going to get good ideas. Sometimes you're going to get reminded, oh, thank goodness I'm working harder than those guys. And sometimes you're going to have a really good example of where you can aspire to be. You know, I think there's always something to take out of observing what the enemy or the competition is doing in response to. Uh, absolutely. Um... What about you? Have you had any, I guess, kind of example, you know, I know you played lacrosse and so I, I don't know if you had any similar um, or, you know, just a, a, a good clear example of, you know, how visualization played out in, in your life. Absolutely. I think the biggest one for me is just wanting to be happy in my relationships and in my life, right? I think that's something that I've never had a dream career, really. Um, you know, growing up, I never had the moment at three years old that I knew I wanted to be an army officer. I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a Coast Guard pilot. You know, a fire guy. Everything in between. So that's me right so, now. Yeah, right. But for me, I, and that's the cool thing about what I do now, though. Just a quick aside. 
is that yeah. I get to help so many different kinds of businesses. And I get to work with all kinds of different types of business owners and help out many different kinds of verticals. So I get to get my feet wet in all of them. And I get to bring what I'm good at, which is, you know, selling to a market or, you know, making, monetizing your hobby or doing what you love. And, you know, I get to help those small business owners bring my skills and they still get to do you know, what they're so passionate about. So I think that's, just, um, you know, a fun part of what I'm doing now is getting a, a wide variety of, of different businesses to work with there. But I think the, the big thing besides, you know, just having a happy life and having my relationships, which is going great so far and hopefully it continues to be. Um, but the most recent, you know, visualization, three to five year plan that I've kind of had is, is with Quill. And the fact that it's manifested and become what it has is it started as just like an idea, a fun, quirky idea, probably a little over a year ago. Um, and it's just something over time that I thought more about and having an idea of what I wanted to be. I didn't even have a perfect vision. I think that's the other thing of it is that, you know, you can have some idea. I think a lot of us, you know, we get stuck in the drugs because we feel bad because we don't have a visualization. We don't know where we want to go. And, and I think, you know, to pull yourself out of that, just, just get an idea, really tune in to what you're, you know, happiest doing, what you, you know, what elements of what you're currently doing, you know, bring you joy and then focus on those things, right? So for me, that was what Will was over here. It was, it was kind of a hazy vision of what I wanted to be. And then one afternoon, just on a car ride, you know, with Amberly, my partner, we were just having a conversation and it just manifested. I, I love teaching people new things. I love what I did, you know, and doing marketing and creating websites and, you know, all the things that are relevant with creating a successful online small business. Yeah. And it made sense to run something that I could provide accessible education, video sessions, you know, to people to help them do what they love. Right. And so I think that's something that it's, it's, it's manifesting. Yeah, I don't think it's manifested yet. Right. But it's also <laughs> like I about earlier, it's moving target. So every day I think of something new for people. And every day, even in my daily tasks, I try and visualize what I want to be done for Able to mm -hmm. tackle micro those micro visualizations, um, but you still got to stay agile. Like the military told you, you know, the enemy. And I think by having a solid visualization of where you want to be, every kind of obstacle that you might do, or every kind of question that you're presenting, or every you know challenge that you might be faced, or transition that you need to make, you know, you have the grace to know where you're going and where you want to be, and it can help give you the confidence make those hard decisions, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. You can kind of frame those things in the context of, okay, well, this is where I want to end up. So this is what needs to happen kind of in the here and now. It's never a straight line, but you, yeah. by having a North star, right? A mm -hmm. guiding compass, you can at least not, you know, prevent yourself from going back to other direction, right? Which is the worst thing that you can do when you're trying to make progress. Never. That is very true. Well, uh, Charlie, can you tell everyone how to kind of, uh, I'm, before we wrap up, I want to make sure that people know, you know, where, where to find you. But I guess if you have any kind of like final thoughts or um, I know we kind of discussed some stuff, you know, before the podcast. So I guess if there's anything, you know, that, I missed or that you want to There's a lot of things that I want to make sure that people understand from my perspective with visualization what's important to remember is visualize what you want not what others want and I think mm -hmm. that's a big thing that up into is living up you know in the idea of dog or other people's dreams so I think it's really important to keep in mind what's most important to you right and what's going to lend you the most happiness 
And I think, you know, if it's, if it's going to school to be a lawyer, that's what you want to do, great. But if you're only doing that because that's what mom and dad want you to do, or, you know, if you're only doing, you know, going to the gym because you're told to, right, you've got to buy into it no matter what you're doing. So when you're going to make a visualization, visualize what you want for you uh, and don't do it for other people because you're going to find a lot more success executing on it when you're doing what you love um, and not what others yeah, no, I, I don't think I could have said it any better than that. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so how can, how can people follow what you're doing with Dwill, um, you know, get in touch with you, um, social yeah. media, what have you, like, I, I'll definitely be including like links and stuff, but Start there. You can also find my podcast on Spotify, which is a little podcast. We'd love to have you on sometime, Joe, and kind of get inside more of this. I love getting your insights from, from your background and different perspectives. Um, and then in addition to that, my website, you can will.com, you can dwil.com. And there you can find all of our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as well. So if you're just looking for some great resources, if you're building a small business of your own, we're all about just delivering free value-add content, just like Rock On Fitness does so well. Um, and if you need extra help outside of that, give us a DM anytime, send us a, a message, a text, call us, whatever. We're here to help. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you having you on, Charles. Thank you so much. Um, it was a great conversation. Uh, I look forward to being on your podcast. <laughs> awesome, Joe. Thank you. Have a good one.